What's up, and welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and in this episode, I'm talking about Dead Island 2. Yes, I'm a bit late to the party, and this game came out months ago, but as you know, this year has been absolutely stacked with video game releases, so I was a bit distracted during this game's initial release. So reviews for this game were initially mixed, and that made me curious. Why did some critics favor it, while others felt like it was a sour experience? Is Dead Island 2 truly mid? I'm gonna discuss my findings right after the intro. DJ, start the intro, man. Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast where single player gamers can find out about the single player games that they need to play and have in their backlog. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and I wanna ask you a favor. If you like the episode, like, subscribe, and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow and reach other people. By the way, I also want to invite you to join the Single Player Experience Discord server. There you can find all the video game recommendations, hang out with other gamers, and discuss the dope games that you are currently playing. The link to join the Discord is in the description. Enough about all that housekeeping because we got a good episode for you today. So, let's get to it. DJ, cut the beat. So I wanted to kick this off by stating I've never played the original Dead Island, so I'm coming into the series fresh. So if you heard my Saints Row episode of the Single Player Experience podcast, then you know that I have a big problem. For you new listeners, my problem is that I'm nosy when it comes to big AAA single player games. Even the ones I hear are bad, I always have the urge to see how bad they actually are. The same is true about games that are bestowed the title of mid. The latest game to be declared middle of the road is Dead Island 2. A zombie adventure game that's been in development for what seemed to be a decade finally came out in April 21st, 2023 for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X and X, PS4, PS5, and PC. I happen to play the PS5 version of this game. So is Dead Island 2 worth your time and money? Let's dive into it. First off, I want to start with the narrative. In Dead Island 2, you play as one of the survivors of a plane crash during the initial LA zombie outbreak. You attempt to rally survivors around you to ultimately escape LA. It's a story that's simple, easy to follow, and full of cliche zombie tropes. By the way, you don't need to have played the first game to understand what is going on in Dead Island 2. While I'm sure there's some callbacks to the first game, Dead Island 2 can be played just by any newcomer because the story kind of picks up right at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse in LA. So here's a problem I have with the narrative. The game does introduce you to a slew of characters, but the problem lies with the fact that none of the characters are really memorable. Instead, the characters come across as over-the-top tropes. There's even a joke in the game where a character mixes up the names of two other survivors. The survivors have two different names and appearances, but both of them are so damn bland that I couldn't blame the NPC for the mix-up. This illustrates another problem with the narrative. It's so lackluster that it brings down the voice acting, which is actually quite good in this game. The main story will probably take you roughly 14 to 16 hours to beat overall, which honestly feels like 8 hours too long for the story that we're given. As you reach the halfway point around the 7 hour mark, it really feels like you've seen everything, and I mean everything that this game has to offer. But let's talk about the gameplay now. Dead Island 2 plays like most first person action adventure games that you played in the last 20 years. It features melee combat similar to Skyrim, Dishonored, and Dying Light, but unfortunately it can feel a bit precise and clunky at times. 
That said, there is some fun to be had by bashing and slicing your way through a horde of zombies. A portion into the game you're also introduced to some guns and some shooting mechanics. The shooting mechanics don't really feel all that great, but they're passable. It's not like you're playing a Call of Duty game or a Destiny game where the shooting mechanics are the primary focus of this game, but for the most part you can get by with using the gun just fine. An aspect of the gameplay that I really want to highlight is that Dead Island 2 mixes up things throughout the game by introducing elemental zombies, shrieking zombies, armored zombies, and hulk-like zombies. And the fact that you can fuse your weapons with different elements like acid, fire, water, and electricity, or use items around you to stimulate these elements to combat zombies more efficiently. Say, for example, that you're in like a water spot and you kind of have like a whole bunch of zombies coming at you. You can quickly jump out of that water spot and then throw an electric item into the water and electrocute all the zombies that are still in the water. I feel like that's a really cool feature that is in this game that really probably hasn't been shouted out enough. So the combat in the game overall is addicting and slightly challenging. You will more often than not meet an ugly end and there really isn't a way to turn down the difficulty. So if you're one of those gamers who like playing things on easy mode, you're probably not going to like this game. The zombies also get progressively harder throughout the game so it's vital that you level up and equip the best weapons and skill cards. That brings me to this game's leveling up system. Instead of the traditional skill points, Dead Island 2 uses skill cards as a means to allow you to basically gain power. Each skill card grants you new abilities and buffs. There's only a certain amount of card slots available, so you kind of have to be selective on which ones you kind of put into each slot. That kind of adds another element to the gameplay as a whole. Some examples of the skill cards that you can get include like the corpse bomb which causes zombies to basically explode when you kill them, stability which knocks zombies back and off balance every time you use a med kit to heal yourself, the limb reaper which gives you a health boost for every zombie that you maim in this game. So there's some really cool skill cards available that you can kind of take advantage of. I want to take a second to highlight some other pros that I found in this game. For example, the sound design and the effects in this game are very solid. You can hear the sickening crunch when you bludgeon the skull of an undead walker and the chilling sound of zombies as they kind of creep behind you. There are many times when I was caught unaware and legit jumped when I heard a zombie that I didn't realize was right behind me. That's how good the sound effects are in this game. I also have to shout out the game's visuals. While the open world and the humans don't really impress you, the zombies? The zombies though are a completely different story. The developers Dam Busters did an amazing job with the presentation of the zombies. You'll see undead with detailed body parts or gaping holes in parts of their bodies. You also will see like their mouths barely attached and missing limbs. Some zombies even have exposed and mangled flesh. These zombies are the main stars of the game and it really shows. They put a lot of love and care into making these zombies look like bloody zombies. It's a pity that more love wasn't shown to other visual aspects of the game though if I'm being real. Which kind of brings me to the flaws and cons of this game. To be honest the game doesn't have a lot of substance outside of killing zombies in one place and then going to another place and killing zombies again. The repetitive nature of the gameplay and quests might wear down some gamers. Another negative is that the side quests are repetitive as hell. 
Most consist of you defending an area while hordes of zombies come your way. Occasionally, you'll run into a side quest where you have to kill a certain amount of zombies using a certain method like maiming them or burning them, but these are few and far between. Let's just be real about it. The side quests feel like a game that you probably played way back in the early 2000s. It doesn't feel like some of the cool nuanced side quests that we have in today's games. That said, another aspect that might turn gamers off is this game's terrible, and I mean abysmal soundtrack. Often you hear the same generic sounds over and over again. Some go with the action that's actually playing in the game, while others feel like they belong entirely to a different game. And that brings me to my next con about this game. One of the worst flaws about Dead Island 2 is traversing the open world. Most of the time you're exploring the open world Forrest Gump style, walking and running knees to chest around LA and that gets old really quickly. There isn't any parkouring like you see in Dying Light 2 or any fun vehicles like there are in the Dead Rising series. Instead you're running around knees to chest from one section of the map to the next, all the while avoiding and killing zombies. The game does have a fast traveling system, but man, they did us dirty with it because they introduced it way too late in the game. Like, it was introduced way later than it should be. So overall, should you play Dead Island 2? I think this really depends on who you are as a gamer. For example, if you like games like Dying Light and Dead Rising, then you'll probably really enjoy this one. If you're looking for a premium AAA first person game experience, then this one probably is going to disappoint you. I'm just going to be real about that. Dead Island 2 feels like a game from the early days of the Xbox One and the PS4 generation. Sure, load time wise and visually speaking, Dead Island 2 is a modern game, but the repetitive gameplay loop, the narrative, the side quest makes it feel like a game from generations ago. I was speaking with a friend recently and describing this game and he said, oh, so it's kind of like a video game version of a popcorn flick. And low-key, I think that quote pretty much sums up this game entirely. If you are looking for a fun time just going around killing zombies without worrying about anything else, then you should probably check out this game. For everyone else though, Dead Island 2 is a middle of the road experience that you ultimately might want to avoid. In this show, we practice the 10 games backlog rule. In this practice, you log down 10 games. Those games are going to be your video game backlog. To be as productive as you possibly can be, we recommend that you only play three games at one time. One single player narrative game, one game that's going to be your chill and relax game, and another game that's going to be your palate cleanser game, which is a game that you play when you're not in the mood for your other narrative games. When you complete or get tired of one game, it leaves the backlog list. Then you decide which new game is added to the list, and which game on the list advances to your active three games. So, where should Dead Island 2 fit in your video game backlog? I think that ultimately depends on who you are as a gamer. If you're looking for a popcorn flick type of game where you just go around killing zombies, then yeah, you should probably have this in your video game backlog, either in your chill and relax spot, oddly enough for a zombie game, or your palate cleanser spot. For everyone else though, that doesn't necessarily like first person action adventure games or even zombie games, don't put this in your video game backlog, just don't do it. So that's where I think it should fit in your video game backlog list. So that is the game recommendation of the week that you should consider adding to your video game backlog. Just like I said earlier, I have a favor to ask. If you liked the episode, subscribe and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow and reach other people. 
And I'd love to see you in the single player experience Discord server. There you can find some video game recommendations. You can also give me feedback on episodes. You can hang out with some other gamers and you can discuss the games that you are currently playing. The link to join our Discord server is in the description of this episode. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list or talk about the good single player game experiences that you've had lately. Once again, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch the single player experience episodes dropping every Tuesday and Thursday. I've been Sebastian, and until next time, I hope you stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace.